Hi, this is Ella from the Delicious Ella podcast, which is currently in partnership with Dell. Focus on running your business instead of your IT when you have Windows 10 Pro. With built-in security, easy-to-implement management, and enhanced productivity to keep your business on the right track. And Dell Small Business Technology Advisors give you the tech, advice, and one-to-one partnership to fuel your business growth. Having grown our business from nothing, I know how important it is to have the right PC and how valuable, good, reliable advice is. To find out more about our business, come and have a listen to the Deliciously Ella podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 9 of George Ezra and Friends, the podcast. Episode 9. For those of you that are new to the show, my name is George Ezra. I'm a musician, I'm a singer and a songwriter. Um, Very recently I released my second album, Staying at Tomorrow. So at the moment I'm uh, in the middle of touring and absolutely loving it. Um, and of course I'm recording as many podcast episodes as I can as I go and um, this week's guest is the lovely Justin Young uh, frontman for the vaccines and they too have just released an album Um, they've just released combat sports Um, and so they'll be out and touring and I'm sure we'll bump into each other at a load of festivals and just a week before the album was released uh, Justin very kindly came round to my flat and um, yeah unfortunately he he was kind of I think he was at day one of a cold I don't know it could have gone either way he'll have to let me know it was either like he was going to wake up feeling it the next day or it would have disappeared Um, so I was very thankful that he um, I was very grateful that he um, came around and we had this conversation Um, it was very much the calm before the storm just for any of you that are listening with kids around so if you're I don't know pottering about the house or if you're driving or I don't know if there's kids around there might be one or two swear words I don't yeah I'm just gonna say it just in case anyway here we go Justin Young um we should kind of make an unofficial start, so right, thank cool. you right. for coming down. Thanks for having me. Yeah. No, not at yeah. all. I, I kind of, um, I'm keen to talk about a lot of things, especially around the new record. Yeah. I think that's an exciting thing to talk about, well, of course. Well, look, we're releasing a record a week, a week, a new record's a week apart. No way, is it yeah, out this week? Ca- so ours is, no, well, yours is out, yours is out this week, It was right? out it's on out, Friday. So it's out now. Yeah. Ours is out next Friday. No yeah, way. Yeah, March, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, there you go. We're going through a lot of the same stuff yeah, at the yeah, same yeah. time. And how yeah. has it been? I know this is a really broad question. Yeah. But how has it been? This is your fourth record? This is our fourth album, yeah. Can you, can you pinpoint in which way it's different to previous projects and things like that? Well, as you know yourself, I think every time you make a record, it's like reactionary, isn't it? Yeah. So you're kind of, you're reacting to a set of like, circumstance I don't know whether they're like personal creative or commercial you're kind of you'll like look back with hindsight and kind of dissect what you did and what you did wrong and what you did right and how you want to refine it moving forwards and so and obviously you're at like a different point in your life and you're like uh, you know you probably want different things I mean a three three years is a I mean we last released a record three years ago I mean that's like a long time in a in a relatively young man's life um, isn't it <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and um and yeah, so I guess it's like, you know, I live in a different country. We, you know, we've, we've now got a different lineup. We work with a different producer in a new city. Do you like, not live, or were you living somewhere I was else? living in New York. No and, yeah, way. And now I live back in How London. How long did yeah. you live in New York? Two years, just over two years. Was it good? You didn't leave for negative reasons? No, I, le- no I, left for, I left because it was like hard to promote the last record living in New York while the others were in London. And I, and I just sort of, I felt like I kind of... I got everything I wanted to get from New York. I kind of, it wasn't, it's conducive to a certain type of lifestyle, I think, living in New York. You kind of, every time, I don't know if you feel this, but every time I go there, I feel like I'm being thrown into a tumble dryer 
and like it's fine if you want to live at that pace for I don't know how the second you leave it kind of, every time you leave it gets harder and harder to like keep up I don't know um, but I just wanted to change so for now I'm in, for now I'm in London but yeah you know I, I think every every time you make a record the best thing about being a musician is that no two days are the same are, are they so I guess like every record you make uh, feels different feels like the first always feels like the first time to me well this is because I'm only on my second one yeah. and that kind of feels like actually it's your first one because the first one comes around in such weird yeah and you've been writing the first one your whole life yeah, is the thing that. they always say but yeah. I've only appreciated that now in that there's songs on my first record that I wrote when I'm was 14 yeah and I'm not saying how great was I I'm, but it's more at 14 I wasn't going that will go on I want an album one day You're right no exactly exactly, exactly exactly although although I suppose on the flip side the good thing about going from you know album 2 to 3 to 4 to 5 to 6 is that they're very much like snapshots mm. in time like they're, they're they're like very like revealing as to who you are and where you were when you made it rather than Rather, you know, rather than the first record, as, as you say, it's like you're, which you're leading up to your entire life. I mean, there's like songs on the first uh, Vaccines album that, yeah, I'd had for like years that were just like, you know, that I'd written on like piano or acoustic guitar. That I never, never even imagined being like rock, you know, I w- <laughs> wouldn't imagine them being released, like, wouldn't certainly didn't imagine them as like rock songs in a, like a loose sense. You know what I mean? It's kind of funny how these things like come back around, which is why, which is why, you know, I think it's good to just always be writing because you never know what shape something may take like down the line and do you as a band do you are the other guys um keen to write on the record well no so we're like not jam we like don't jam (laughs) like we're not like uh you know we're not like jammers like we don't get in a room and kind of like someone will start playing a beat and then and then someone will like you know magically start playing this like incredible riff and then <laughs> I'll like sing this top line it's like you know like it's not um, there's it's not kind of a we, like not like I will bring in a, it's all anyone's welcome to but ordinarily I'll like bring in a song like a finished song that I've written on my own um, and then we like try and like rehearse it and refine it and like fit, you know take it over the finish line but then when you rehearse it are you rehearsing an idea you have in your head of how it should sound and then mm. you introduce a producer to the mix? So Yeah, yeah. Okay. But we learn, I think, on, on this record as well, like, we... Because on English Graffiti, which is our third album, we wrote, we wrote and rehearsed and refined everything, like, in... Like, you know, on Ableton Live, like, in the box. And so, like, we... At no point did we, did we like, uh, kind of br- breathe life into it as a as a band and I think and then we learnt the hard way that, that that's actually like quite a difficult thing to try and bring to life when you then want to like go and tour it so I think this record actually we really benefited from the, it kind of kept going through the mill at different stages like oh, I'll write a song and then we'll like play it you know like pull it apart pull it, pull it apart together and put it back together and then we did, we did it with a producer you know and so it's almost like kind of it's quite nice to know that it's kind of been that closely under the microscope yeah, in every yeah, yeah. different like situation you, know? you mentioned earlier how records are like a snapshot of one's life yeah. where they're at at that minute and do you, can you are you able at the minute to know where this fourth record's come from or what the themes of the record are definitely i think like uh well it was written over quite a long period of time actually but but always but always kind of like uh I don't know about you, but like, and actually, I guess like it's sort of maybe every human feels like this. Particularly, kind of, I suppose more like sensitive or like creatively inclined people. I think swing from like you know crippling insecurity to sort of delusional narcissism on a kind of like <laughs> yeah. hourly basis. You know, you like can't these. I'm like my head is so noisy. Like I'm awake all night. You know, with kind of like these conversations going on in my head. And so I think like. and whether or not those conversations are with like friends or like romantic interests or just with myself or you know even like a you know like a manager or whatever it might be I'm kind of you know I'm constantly at war with myself in my head and actually like this record was definitely like a lot of the it was me just kind of having those conversations in song you know amazing yeah something that really stands out to me and I hope I don't know if this is something you've heard a lot or or what but I think something that you do so well as a band and in writing is capture this kind of adolescent, teenage, youthful energy, yeah. in lyrics especially. And I, you can't fake that. 
Yeah, you, I don't think you can fake anything, uh, really, no, can you? Yeah. But I think people know when yeah, you are. Yeah, they do, yeah. People respond... That is at the heart... You know, I always talk about, like, the best, like, punk rock as being, like, authentic... It's, like, not how you... You know, it's not what you play, it's how you play it. But I actually think that's the case with all art yeah. and all music but and I, all but, entertainment. But that... That, like, angle of the vaccines being this... Yeah. Where do you think that's... St- are you a party? I don't really know. At- yeah, I mean, I love part. Like, yeah, I yeah. love partying, and I'm also. I also have pe- like a Peter Pan syndrome. Where I'm like really scared of getting old, but I also think it's really important to grow old gracefully as a man and as an artist as well. And so, actually, you know, like when the vaccine started, I was like 21, 22, and so of course. I was, like, writing with youthful exuberance or, you know, like, this kind of vibrancy or whatever. That was, like, you know, I guess that was, like, inherent to... But the- I think you say that like it's, like, obvious, but I think a lot of 21, 22-year-olds try and do that and it just sounds contrived. Where yeah, you've I don't got know, this yeah. kind of, like... To me, the perfect reference is this, like, Beach Boys ease. It's kind well, of- I think that the... I think one thing that's, um, that we've always done quite well is is we've written very, like, upbeat songs melodically with maybe, like maybe more like somber morose kind of like tone yeah. like lyrically or emotionally and so that you know like it's not i was saying this some the other day like it's not you know you talk about authenticity and being true to yourself like it's not easy to write a kind of silly upbeat song with conviction is it because you're kind of sat wherever you are on the end of your bed like it's like it's hard to believe in a song where you're like ba 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 better you know like you kind of need to like inject some humanity into it somehow so i've always i've always found that like a good, that's always been like quite a um but kind of, the, the, you kind of earlier on you were saying about this swinging between the two, and the lyric that I wrote down in particular is the my ego singing me lullabies. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's perfect. And yeah. that goes on to say my conscience. My conscience sang the blues. blues. Yeah, yeah, and that's that yeah. sums yeah. that up. Yeah, that's and as soon and it's little sound bites like that that I think are so important because it's as soon as I heard that song, I go, I get that. Yeah. I hope so, yeah, yeah. I try, I've always, that's the other thing about, like, I've always tried to be as, like, direct as possible in my writing. Like, I love simple songs. I think people don't realise, like, simple songs are easy to write, but then they're, they're quite difficult to get right. And, like, uh, and, and, and I've always be, I've always loved, like, kind of, like, simple, <laughs> but, like, direct music. Like, I'm no, a product of my, yeah. I, yeah. I can't stand music that's unnecessarily complicated because I'm convinced complicated for complicated sick and I'm convinced that what often it is is it's artists that write an amazing simple song that hits all the right chords and then they go right and now I need to make this really unaccessible no I think that's yeah I think that's I think that's often the way because people are scared like people are scared it's funny like how I know I've got like a lot of friends who are like scared of having, I don't know. It's almost like they're like not they're like self-destructive, but they're scared, scared of having of a big song or scared of success yeah. or like scared of the like attention that it'll bring. Because you know, you know, if you're if you're kind of operating under a certain, you know, within a certain realm within a certain sphere, then your kind of your music is either celebrated or ignored. You know what I mean? You can kind of like the only people that are going to be talking about you and listening to you are the people that love what you do. Yeah. And then you get past that point. And then you kind of have to put up with all the other stuff as well, which... Do you know what? We're so wrong, actually, because it's not scared of success. It's the people scared of failure. Maybe, because yeah, yeah. Actually, I think those people that would love the success and what they're just not able to do is take the risk of failure. Yeah, maybe, that, maybe you're right. Maybe that's like a better... Yeah. The, yeah. I know that there's been incarnations, different projects yeah. that you've been involved with before the vaccines. Yeah. When you look back on them, do you think they've been important to your kind well, of education to where you're at now? I think that, like, it's like the Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hours thing, isn't it? Like, I think that I definitely... It took me a... Because re- I'm, not, I'm not a very good musician and I'm a really slow learner. So it took me... It took me, like, a real... I think I'm... Like, I now think I'm a good songwriter. Like, I really... Be- like, I believe that. Like, I, I don't think every song I write is good, but I, I have faith in myself as a songwriter. But I, it took me a really long time to get to that place... And, 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 you know, like, I'd been, you know, I wrote my first song when I was, like, 11, 12, 13, as, like, a lot of us do. But I, I'd written hundreds of songs probably before I think I actually wrote a really good song. So, I, and, and I think I'm, I still think I'm getting better. Well, I guess we all do, but I still think I'm getting better. So, like, without those, like, yeah, I guess without those, like, 
early bands or early projects. I mean, I was a solo artist when I moved to London, but that was just because I didn't have any friends that lived in London. And it was, like, cheap and easy. And, and, um, and yeah, without that, I think... You know, it quite. You know, I was doing that for three years. I think without that, I would literally be three years behind where I am now, or where I was when I started the vaccines. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I think I don't want to get hung up on the scene that was going on when you were a solo act. But I think it is fascinating. I spoke like I'm from the home counties, and I was a bit too young to be involved in it, but was constantly keeping an eye on aware of it. Well, oh, we. I loved it. Yeah, and it was. um, I guess I don't know if this is one of those you know on QI when it's the wrong thing yeah new folk right yeah so that's what I, I can't I don't know who term that certainly no one that was like but no yeah. get involved but yeah that was I guess that was yeah that's what kind of like the people that were writing about were c- calling it and but you were yeah I was big, like yeah, yeah I was I mean I was like I you know I toured with Laura Marling like four times around the world a bunch of times I lived with Mumford and Sons like I played like in pubs with Florence the Machine uh, uh, my, my I, you know my, my flatmate went on t- Adele's first tour like literally ev- it, like it's funny like thinking back to all those pub shows pretty much everyone that was playing in those pubs is now like a, one, like a huge star it's insane but this is why I, I really want to talk about it because it's just amazing I think yeah. that oh like that's it's a movement that's new, you know, yeah. and that was successful. I'm guessing this is the time when you're kind of 19, 20. Yeah, I was, I was nine. But the, the, I guess that the other thing as well is obviously like to point out is that, you know, like Florence the Machine wasn't best friends with Mumford. And so, you know, I think it was just, I think it was just, it was a bunch of people the same age playing in a, big cosmopolitan mm. city and so if you're play- if you're trying to play three shows a night it's easy to romanticize and obviously like it is pretty insane when you think like when you kind of look back and you go oh i played in a pub with that person i played yeah, in a pub yeah, with yeah. that person i played in a pub but with that how, person more so how how did it feel to kind of have that as an option well i just remember at the po- at that time like a, you know a marker of success was like was like having an, a radar piece in, and you know <laughs> yeah. these people weren't like the biggest stars in the world at the time. Or like the you know like Adele wasn't you know Adele had a record deal that was like impressive to me, but like she wasn't Adele, you know what I mean like and so yeah. But how was your what did your time look like then? Was this post studying? So I, I, I came to yeah I came to university to do a degree. So it was while I was like studying. And so, so were but, you? Was it kind of like three nights a week? You would yeah, I'd, open play like, mics I'd probably play like yeah, four, five, yeah, three, four shows a, a week. Like some open mics. So I worked out pretty quickly like the shows worth playing. You know, by promoters that actually like put on good artists, and maybe there'd be like kind of like someone who was loosely working the music. And you know, because actually, I still believe that if you live in London and you're kind of good at what you do, someone's going to hear you. You know what I mean? So I think I, na- I think I worked out pretty quickly like which shows were worth playing and that sort of stuff. And then, yeah, I'd like take, you know, I'd take a week off university to like go do a, a tour or whatever. Yeah. And do you like, you're smiling, I should say, while talking about it. Was it a, when you look back on it, does that feel like a fortunate position? To yeah, well, yeah, definitely. And I was like lucky. I mean, I was like, when I think about, when I think about where I started and where I am now, I know it's like all relative, but I, but like, I'm so, like, so many, like, you know, we were just saying before you hit record about like, you know, like luck does come, luck does come into, you know, luck does come into it. And there's so much like luck, I think, that I've encountered to get from where I started to like where I am today. And, um, and I think meeting, you know, like meeting some of those guys and some of those people I actually genuinely was good friends with and like, and, and, and kind of forming friendships with those people and stuff like, I think they, you know, that massively like informed me like as a human and as, 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 as an artist. But I, but I also, I don't know, it was kind of, it was double-edged really because I was very happy to see all these people I was playing at these like nights with and stuff doing so well but I definitely started to feel increasingly frustrated that they were kind of outrunning me and I was kind of being like left behind and I couldn't work it out because I thought that, you know, I thought that I, I thought that I could like, you know, spar with them pound for pound. And I was really frustrated that like other people weren't recognizing that. Mm. So that was so actually, and actually to the point where it kind of, I almost 
it kind of almost made me give up. I was like, maybe like, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not quite good enough. Okay, so there's a moment where you yeah. go, I've had good innings. I didn't write a song for like a year, which yeah, actually is quite a long time yeah, when you're young. Really when you're like, when you're like, yeah, I was like twenty, from like twenty two, twenty three or something. I just didn't write a song. Yeah, because there's this feeling of. I, I it was like my final year of university. Basically, I got again like talk about like luck or whatever through like a friend got a publishing deal when I was like twenty as like a solo artist and I was like I thought I was rich you know I thought I'd like never have to work again so I like left university so you didn't finish the degree well I then went okay, back sorry, I like then sorry, like sorry. Be- I like sent them I was like please like because I like ran out of money like no one wanted to sign me no one wanted to put my records out so then I was like oh well I'll go back to university and then and then I you know, really with like my tail between my legs and I was like well I bet I'll just try and get this degree I'll like try and finish my degree and uh and like you yeah. know so I just didn't, yeah, I didn't, I finished my degree, but I didn't write any songs. And then that, su- and then that summer I started writing all the vaccine songs. Yeah. Like the first week, yeah. The first, the first song, the first songs for the vaccines, which then ended up being singles on the first record, but all kind of written that sort of summer holidays. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and how did you meet the guys that made the vaccines? So Arnie had played with me when we were doing solo stuff. He like went to this like music college in London, and his like teacher was like I, I guess like pipped him out like emailed me on on uh, MySpace being like oh there's students at our you know like at our college like who who would play in your band for free if uh, if you ever wanted so I like held auditions with this one I was like solo and then I met Arnie through that and then he was friends with Pete who's our original drummer and then Freddie I met he I just like had known Freddie from like bit living in London and he was like playing with our friend and even that you know like the way we the reason why we started the band was because our friend was like oh do you want to like it's our summer holidays we all just like go to Grove Studios on Latimer Road and just like fuck around and just and no one bought in a song the first day like no one bought in a song so I was like okay tonight I'll write a song and then like and then we'll have something to sing tomorrow and that was like the verse of If You Want It, which I guess is no like our way. biggest song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and then I started singing. I, I start, I've, I've said this before in interviews, but it's still kind of funny to, to me. Again, it's like, I had the ver- I, there's a There's a kind of breakdown before the second chorus of If You Want It, which goes like, all alone. It's just like a four on the floor. Mm. And that was kind of, we were like using that as a chorus. And then everyone stopped at the end of that and kind of as a joke, I carried on singing and just this kind of like, chorus came out and I was like felt I remember feeling super embarrassed like I kind of was like oh that was embarrassing like I'm sorry I if you want to yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah um, and then everyone was like no that was really catchy and then we like wrote it into the song so you saying that the guys instantly said that was really catchy is a positive thing yeah I was like oh that kind of um, that makes a lot of sense because you are a catchy band yeah and we've always we've always cared about that and, yes. and actually I remember thinking at the time once we had that in the bag and we had a couple of other songs in the bag and it was like our dream to headline the Bath, Camden Bath, like so, like five hundred people. And I remember looking around all the kind of other like, in like kind of like indie rock bands like at the time. And I just remember thinking like, these songs are like, I did. I thought in catch in terms of catchiness, I was like, these songs are catchier than I can't think. I can't. I can't find another song as like fun as these. Oh, which is God. when I started. To, I was like, okay, now I was like, oh, that could be like that could be a, a good sign. I think. Yeah. 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 How much of conversations in the band are band conversations, if that makes sense? So even naming the band or the track listing, or that this is something that I'm I don't have to yeah. think about. Is that something that comes easy to you as a group? Is there a leader? Is there's there often. Like- I think there's like I guess I'm like a self-elected leader, but Freddie, the guitarist, as well, you know, like has strong ideas and strong opinions. Everyone does actually. And everyone really cares. So there are some things where I think people are given given the freedom to like take the lead, and there are other kind of things that get like very heated. And, and as they should, like I think that the second you sort of stop fighting about stuff like that is probably this is is the kind of second you stop caring really. And was it during the third record, your original drummer? So he he le- no, so he left during. Oh, it was during kind of touring that. But yes. it was, we were kind of already writing this record. Really, okay. We'd like released. We'd kind of promoted that release. That it was definitely kind of in the build up to this run. So that, your yeah. original so Pete, drummer, yeah, he left. Puts his hands up and says, "Yeah," and it's amicable. He it just wasn't. Yeah, him. but I think he yeah. It, he felt like I think he felt quite marginalised by the way we were making music at the time because I think we were kind of lost 
as to how we were going to like move forward and we kind of he'd like turn up to the studio and we were, you know someone would have like already programmed his drums in for him you know what I mean it was kind of I, I don't think it was very fun for him I think he started to feel quite and he's a, he's an incredibly talented guy and, and I think that we yeah I think something that's obviously a shame for you yeah. guys I think the positive that comes out of that is actually decisions like that by one person can be the catalyst for other members where yeah. they go oh actually I know what you're saying yeah. the fact that three of you went oh okay we need to get a new drummer well it's all kind of interlinked because he kind of left because of that approach and then when he did left we were like oh should we just carry on programming the drums or whatever but actually it forced us into a corner and it forced us to realise that actually the reason why people connect with the vaccines is because there is this kind of expressive side to what we do and like people do want to hear these like big bombastic like drum fill they want to you know they want to listen to a rock and roll band and you know they want me to sing like I mean it they want Freddie to be bleeding on his fretboard and they want whoever's playing drums to you know like be breaking sticks and 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 you know like I, I think that's like a really intrinsic so part of what opening, we do so yeah leaves and you yeah. go oh yeah. actually how did you go about finding well Johan who's now drumming with us for us he's fully like in the band he stepped in and stepped up to like play Reading and Leeds in 2016 and then did like five or six shows with us and and was such like a fun kind of person to have around tim as well who was who was solely a live member they kind of i just like, re-injected the room with some like good vibes I and mean, you guys can feed off that as yeah well, right man. and you're like oh so, oh fuck we are lucky oh yeah i was being a twat like you know what i mean all this kind of <laughs> yeah, stuff you know yeah, you, yeah, this yeah. kind of like you're gonna look at yourself slightly more objectively when these two, these two new people kind of enter the fray yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something that, again, I feel as if I managed to swerve being a solo act. Um, and that's that I think often people expect or want from bands and particular frontmen a certain amount of bravado. Right, yeah. Uh, a certain amount of like a gang mentality. I guess that's why we love bands, isn't it? Because it's the. I always say it's hard for us to sell merchandise because actually the point of a band t-shirt is proof of your alliance right, to this Right, right, and, and it's like certainly, I think less so now, I think less so now um, with kind of like the way we consume music, I think like music is like a lot less tribal than it was when like, like I was at school, you, you def, I, actually, no, I, I think it's, I think kids still use it as a kind of, but, but yeah, yeah, I think, you know, like bands, yeah, when, I, when you grow up, even if you don't necessarily truly love their music, you know, that they're still kind of, you still use them as a kind of way to like, like prove who you are or who you want to be anyway, this kind of extension of this identity that you're cultivating for yourself. But do, as a front man, do you... Do I'm you, aware of that. Do like you a, feel like you have to turn it on sometimes? Well, I, I've never been that good at that and I remember getting like a load of like, I, I, I remember getting a load of stick for it on the first record that, you know, like I wasn't this kind of like... You know, I I wasn't this like, I, I, either I wasn't like rough. I wasn't rough around the edges. Um, I wasn't like rough enough for some people, and then other, you know, other times it felt like I wasn't sort of like uh, refined enough. You know what I mean? It's kind of I was constantly like falling win. down. The, but I, but I think it's because I never thought I'd be in like a rock band, and and I do. I'm too self. I'm kind of a little too self-aware to kind of fully let go and just. Be and like, also, I don't. Again, it all comes back to that. It's, it's not something you can fake. No, I think that when it's done well, it's because whoever's doing it well probably is well, a bit of a or, dick. Or, you know what? I, yeah, <laughs> but, I do, but actually, you say you know. I actually think you can't. I might. I think I disagree. You see, I think you can't fake the. The music, but I actually think you can okay, fake the, the way. Yeah, I think you can create an act actually, and I think yeah, some right. people do it really well. And I, I've, I've always been jealous of the people that can. Do you know I, what? You're so right, actually, because I'm, and I'm not going to name names, but there's definitely people I've met who I assumed were going to be kind of not very nice, arrogant, yeah. and they're the sweetest people. Well, I've heard again. I won't name names. I've heard. I've heard. You know, I know of people that that admit to creating characters as well, you know what I mean? And really are, you know, the polar opposite to the kind of person you'd expect them to be. And I love that. Like, I, like, I absolutely love that. I mean, that's what I loved about, you know, the, my first love was Elvis, and I loved that he looked like he was like, beamed down from space. Yeah, he was like, perfect. You couldn't possibly imagine that. 
um, you know, this was a guy that when the lights went out at night was kind of wearing the same ripped t-shirt and boxer shorts <laughs> as everyone else and was probably like battling all the same demons yeah, and yeah. stuff, you know, because they just seemed superhuman. And actually I love, like, you know, like music is, it is for so many people, it's escapism. It's supposed to be, An you know, fun and it's, yeah, you know, I actually like, you know, I think we live in a time now where like people quite rightly expect a lot of their music to be politicized or to be like aware of the world that's being made in and but actually i think there's an opportunity there but there's actually not responsibility i think often music is 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 a way of forgetting all that stuff as much as it is about kind of you know what i mean like absolutely yeah yeah and i've always loved loved the kind of escapism that music provides and i think like the act is something that i wish i was better at because i'm like not that good at it and I felt like I'm, I felt like there are times, it's weird, I don't know if you ever find this, but like, there are times when we're in like, kind of, the depths of like, I don't know, like, South America, and I'm like, oh, I feel like I can like, let go tonight, beca- and, and just be, comp- because there's like, no, re- but then the second we play like, a London show, I kind of like, shrink a bit, because I'm like, oh god, like, what if like, someone doesn't believe me, and like, writes this, you know, like, like it's this like, Absolutely. scathing review, I kind of can really let go in places where I feel like I'm not being watched, if that makes sense. I know, sense. exactly. And it's also places where you feel completely like... Uh, At ease and loved, like people are genuinely loving what you're doing and stuff, Yeah, right? yeah. but without... I actually find, I don't know if this is going to sound bad on my part, but it's when I know little about the place I'm in. Right, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I really yeah, yeah. feel like, I don't know culturally what where I stand here. Yeah, I don't yeah. know... Like in England, I think I have an idea of who my fan base are yeah. and where that fits in culture and pop culture kind of thing yeah. whereas in some other countries I'm a bit like I don't know am I am I essentially Shawn Mendes here yeah or, right exactly yeah, 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 I, yeah, yeah you know so but I, I, but I but okay so that's a valid point because I again I think I've I think I've got a pretty good handle on how we're perce- you know like perceived you know a bit through accidentally like stumbling across things like, you know I, and I've got a pretty you know like my I've got pretty honest friends you know I think I know where we st- I think I know where we stand but you know there are some parts of the world where we go to where to put it bluntly I feel a lot cooler than in other parts of the world like you know what I mean I'm like oh like people are really buying into this here like I guess I can give them what they want you know yeah, what I mean yeah, yeah. like you can uh, live up to yeah, the yeah I can I like, live up to the to you know I can become the person they think I am here Half-time break. Here is the part of the show where I kind of break up the conversation and I let you know what's going on in my world and just keep you up to speed with everything going on. Um, So as I said, about three weeks ago, I don't know, three weeks ago? It can't be a month. Oh, man. Anyway, I released my second album, Staying at Tomorrow's. Um, (laughs) it's, It's been amazing since it's been out. The craziest thing is that it is currently the fastest selling album of 2018. Um, yeah, it's already gone gold. It's incredible. I genuinely didn't anticipate it. It's a beautiful feeling. Um, the most amazing thing is that we're playing shows here, there and everywhere. Next we're off to America and uh, Canada. And people are already singing all the songs, all the new songs. It's as if they've known them a lifetime. It's amazing. I've been, uh, I've been quite emotional on stage once or twice. Um, yeah, and everything that comes with that, you know, so not only the touring, there's going to be a whole load of festivals, the best place to keep up to speed with it all is georgeezra.com, um, and you'll find everything there, we've just launched the new merchandise, which is, the, I'll be honest with you, I hope I don't offend anyone by saying this, it's the first time I've been really happy with the merchandise, it's kind of, um, a friend of mine took all the photos for the album artwork and we've managed to incorporate them, you know, into the, into the line. And um, yeah, I don't know if it'll be out yet, but I've, I've just done a, quite a funny little advert for the merchandise, the t-shirts and the bags and the mugs and the tea towels and all of that. Yeah, so head over to georgeezra.com and if you haven't already got a copy of the album, I mean, it would mean the world if you grabbed a copy. Um, yeah, I'm going to stop rambling. I just, I just want you to know... I'm a very happy boy right now. Yeah, I'm in my element. So thank you to all of you that have come out to shows recently. And, uh, yeah, let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, Justin Young. 
something I'd love to talk about for my own sake um, more than anything is I know that you um, write with other people for other people I, wrote, I spent a day with your brother I know exactly yeah 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 <laughs> and I, I think it's something that I'm kind of I'm, I, I know in myself I'm not there yet yeah. I kind of know I, I'm not able to write for other people yet well okay so okay so basically okay so I feel like you know I feel very strange about it because I think it's essentially speed it's essentially speed dating and actually more often than not it hasn't gone as I still put myself through it because I still feel like I learn a lot from it and there are some days that make it like so rewarding I'm like damn that was I'm genuinely super excited about what we just did and I really felt like we connected but actually more often than not it doesn't feel like that it feels like you're in a room with one other person and both of you are compromising. Because, you know, like someone's perception of what's good is so subjective when you're creating, you know, and it's actually... so personal. Yeah, it's so personal. And as the song, you know, as the artist, like, you have to trust yourself. You can't trust other people. And I, and I actually, I, fa- I find often in those situations, there's this kind of tussle where I'm like, well, this isn't as good as... I would like it to be, and I'm of, and I'm often concerned that the person sat across the room thinking. is thinking exactly the same thing. And often I'm like, you know what, you're probably better off without me in the room. And it, it's it's a weird thing. But how? Where did? Where was it born from? What ages ago? Like when I was before I was in the band. Like I did like a couple for like I, I my I don't know. I just everyone always used to say, oh, you're such a good like before. You know, even when I like when my music wasn't going that well, everyone was always would always be like, "You're such a good songwriter. You're such a good so-. like." Oh, I, and, and so I got asked to like write with other with a couple of other people, and it just didn't go that well. And then, and then actually, I really hate talking about it because I feel like they probably think I'm dining out on it. But when like we met One Direction and they asked me to, as they probably asked a million people to. I actually, do you know what? I, I I didn't even want anyone to know about it. And then Ni- I think Niall posted a picture of us in the studio. And I do get really because it was such a long time ago. And like I say, I, I worry that they think I'm like dining out on it because people I always ask me about it. But off the back of that, I didn't realise you had written with them. Yeah, they didn't use anything. But off the back of that, loads of people started to, because so, Sam, you run into the one B lads. Yeah, and they say we should get in a room and write together. Yes. Good on you for taking that up. No, but but I but you know like I I want my songs to be heard by as many people as possible. I love pop music. I really there were loads of One Direction songs I liked as well. I really liked them when I met them. It was like it was absolutely like Did a no brainer. I just think that, I, that you're saying that because you know yourself. But I think a lot of people just because of I think they would have said no. Maybe I'm sure a lot of people do. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people do actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, what an amazing opportunity! Yeah, and it was great. And I and I and, and you know every time I do it, like I learn a lot. And I, you know, I think you know even just but it, it's complete. I always think it's like. Well, actually, for a while, I was like, oh, well, when you write with someone else, you're writing with your head, and then when you're writing for yourself, you're writing with your heart. And actually, that's the, my approach when I was with them. That's you know, like that was my approach for a very long time. And actually. I've re- you know, like I say, you're always learning, and now I've realised in the last six months that you always have to write from the heart. Like, you know, like don't get in a room with someone if you don't believe you can write a good song together. Like, you should both believe, being like, that song is fucking awesome. Like, rather than being like, well, I didn't really like that song, but maybe you know, yeah. maybe that idiot does. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think, I think, like, um, I think, like, uh, so I, I do enjoy it, but I, but. And also, it's weird because I've I feel like I've achieved so much more than I ever thought I would with the vaccines, but I still get so like someone told me the other day that they were going to like record a song I wrote with them, and like that honestly like made me more excited than like getting on the Radio One playlist. You know what I mean? It's like it's kind of like it's because it's like a a new thing. It's like a different you know it's like a different uh, like lane or whatever. But like I get I still I do really enjoy. I get like a kick out of it. It's kind of something I want to like master. Yeah. But you'd be I'm sure you'd be great at it. I, I think. Thank you. I think that for me it's kind of... I, what you just said about being the writer in the room yeah. is exactly what I've felt in 99% of the sessions I've ever yeah. been in as the artist. Right, exactly. Um, and, and I'm always loath to say no. So when an, option's, when an offer is put in front well, of me... I think you me, should take them. I think exactly, you should take them because you do learn. When yeah. you have two weeks with six new writers crammed into that and none of them are working you go fuck this yeah you know yeah I, and i'm really fortunate in that i write with joel Pop, yeah yeah and you know 
I'm, I've got, just released just an 11 going. track record, yeah. nine of which me and Joel work yeah. together. And I just, I can't put a price on it. I, you know. I think those, those, those relationships are very special. I actually have a really amazing relationship with a producer in LA called Cole, who I guess doesn't write in the sort of classic sense, but he, our, like, there's a lot of our songs that like, would not exist if he wasn't there kind of producing them up as we went, you know, as we and went is it, along. And like, with Cole, is it like small things like a chord change here? Yeah, but it, but also he'll just, he just breathes. It, it, it's not even that. It's kind of like, you know, I'll like sing something. One thing he does, which is insane, is I'll like sing for like, which I get, I know a lot of these kind of like, he's not a big, he's not like a big writer producer. He's, he's a producer he's in RL he's from quite like an indie background he's from like he was in RL Pink's band he made like two or three Julia Halter records like he does like a lot of stuff for Stone's Throw which is this hip hop label in, in the States he's, like, he's from quite like an esoteric background but I can sit he'll like he'll like pull up like a sample of a beat and then I'll like sing over it for 20 minutes and then he'll be like oh I think you sung a verse and a chorus blah, blah. and 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 I'll be like, what that bit? He'll be like, yeah, that bit. Write some lyrics for it okay. now. And then I'll be like, holy shit, that's such a good call. Yeah, yeah. He like helps me see stuff that I that I. And Which, I have to say, like, we don't, you know, he doesn't write every song with me, but, no, I, no, but no. it's a relationship that I really, I really value. But I think that what you've just described is more an emotional thing as well. Of just yeah. you obviously trust him. Yeah. For me, I've been writing like songs on acoustic guitar on the end of my bed for 15 years. Like, I can't do that anymore. Like I'm constantly, you have to look for like new ways and new environments and new people to kind of feed off of. Like I'm, you know, I'm always really happy with myself when I when I kind of like find this new way to to get inspired because then you can like you know, I don't know you can kind of mine that for a while and then you have to like find, you know like as I've you know I've I've, be, I've you know I've uh, I've been like read a bunch of your interviews recently and stuff and and i think that i know it's like the narrative you know it's like the narrative of the record that i've you know that's i guess you've talked a lot about but it is a you know you, you go to a new place you yeah. stay with a stranger and you that that is you've got to keep doing you've got to keep I, doing that, i you know? just it blows my mind that people write and release records without doing something like that yeah. because i the, the truth of the matter is very few of the songs come from these trips like yeah. the trip happens it lasts a month yeah. it lasts a month and yeah. I fill journals while I'm there yeah. but it's more just I wouldn't have filled those journals at home and the words that I'm filling them with probably wouldn't be used if I was at home well okay so don't you don't, don't you think it's so the thing that always like blows my mind is like you, you think about like just a word, maybe it's one word, maybe it's like a sentence. You think about one of those, you know, I'm sure like a ha half a dozen of them when you actually, we, I know it sounds over the top, but like some of them have probably changed your life, right? You know, like that, that kind of like refrain you came up with or that song title, whatever, he's like, that's changed my life. And it's like, what if I didn't take that walk that morning or I didn't, you know, what if that like word didn't pop into my, that like still blows my mind. These kind of like, you know, people talk about this kind of divine intervention, but it, it's mad. Like it's mad. When I think about, when I think about the most kind of the most popular vaccine songs or my favorite vaccine songs, the ones I'm most proud of or the ones that have connected with people in a way I could never have imagined. It's like, wow, like it's how those came to be they so easily could never have existed you know what I mean it's these kind of set of circumstances that I don't know like so many variables at play yeah, I think another you're exactly right and I think another kind of um, pitfall that musicians land themselves in is with success comes a relative level of comfort yeah and unless you take yourself out of that yeah you're kind of doing yourself over. Well, comfort is kind of the arch nemesis yeah. of creativity, definitely. Absolutely, because yeah. and, and that comfort, I don't just mean that you've got heated seats in your car. Yeah. It's also just that comfort of being the big fish in the small pond. Yeah. If you're in a creative town, but you, and I hate to use this word, but you've kind of completed it yeah. in a way, you need to get out of yeah. that. Yeah, like no, you I going I to New York levels, is amazing, exactly. yeah, yeah. because it's... Yeah. it's whether it's two months or two years, you're in a city that you didn't grow up in and therefore is going to be culturally, you know, yeah. different. and Testing. So you release a record next week. You release... Yes. And do you then know in your head at what point you start 
on album five. I think we're going to release new music next year, but it won't be a re- like it won't be. A okay, record. so between yeah. your second yeah. and third record, you released an EP. Yes, will it be a similar thing? To I that? think something. I think like something along those lines. And then I don't think we're going to like rush into making another record. Um, there's like I've kind of got other records written that I want to kind of that I want to sort of explore. Um, and everyone's kind of got stuff they want to do so I reckon I re- but there is I've got a fault in fact I, w- I made it today actually that says LP5 it's kind of like on my you know and there's like 10-15 songs that I think might you know at, at kind of some point be worth exploring so it kind of it exists you know that kind of that, that idea exists yeah. in the world but um, yeah I don't know I mean what about you? I um I mean, it's been quite a long time. It's been like it's been four years. Really, it's hasn't been four it? years. Yeah. So they're essentially, and it's too long. I really, it's. I'm the reason in interviews at the moment. I can't help but shake the kind of shocked approach to everything that's happened because it's I like genuinely like am. Yeah, because I'm like, kind yeah. of like. The, well, remember the world. The world waits forever for good music. Though that's the thing. I, I, yeah, I know. Yeah. but it's kind of more. Uh, I had got to the point in my head where I was like, you've left it so long that if this doesn't work out, yeah. you've only got yourself to blame. But, and, and the thing is, that it's been... But you were years. working the whole time, well, or the not? the first two years of yeah, it, I was touring, touring the first yeah, yeah, record, yeah. and I really struggled writing. Yeah, it's impossible to write on tour. That's yeah. what I was, you know, was going to say, actually, was that um, I'm reading this book, actually, on screenwriting at the moment, but this guy says, he said, there's, there's no such thing as writer's block. Like, all writer's block is... is um, is he's like your your ability to write brilliant things never leaves you. It's just you need to have something to write about. Like all writers' block is like not having anything to write have about. Have you ever heard about? Someone told me that Leonard Cohen apparently for however many years, or maybe it was a year of his life. I hope someone can tell me what which one it was. But I, he essentially met a girl, yeah. made sure he fell in love over a two month period. And then broke his own heart deliberately, so that he I am. Um, I think I sometimes think that I self-destruct. It's and actually, this again, like you know, I'm not, I'm not. I don't really believe in higher powers or anything. But I, it's weird how I always just when I need to, like just when I need it, like someone comes along and fucks me up. Mm-hmm. It's like it's mad. It, like it's mad. That always, someone always seems to to manage to do it for me. And do you like earlier on? And I'd always choose the songs over the. the <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I sometimes life happens to me and something happens and before I've, <laughs> before I've even thought about what that means to my life, I'm like, yeah. good song in that. So well, like, exactly, and I'm yeah, like, Georgie, and every time I have the thought, I'm like, you're a dick, yeah. George, like, <laughs> be in the moment. Um, and earlier on, you, you used the word uh, anxiety yeah. and I completely, I'm sure there's no one that will listen in on this conversation that can't relate to that word and I think it's a word that is is a word for many words if that makes sense yeah, and like people love. different feel it yeah and yeah, people feel it yeah. in so many different ways do you think that I think it's becoming I actually it's funny you say that because I think you know as we talk more and more about mental health I think it's come to mean a lot more like my understanding of what anxiety is now having experienced it having read about it having given a lot of thought to it you know it means a lot more than it probably did to me like 10 years ago you know what I mean I guess anxiety was just like being a bit I don't know on edge about school in the morning mm. or something. I, and it can mean I can it can mean that but it but it can also mean like a lot more can't it it can and my like understanding and knowledge of mental health is in its infancy and I'm like deliberately trying I think to most learn. people's is yeah and I think is it something you had experienced before the vaccines? Is it something yeah, you've I, always? I, I remember I got like really. I never, de- I like never deal with my prop. You know, I like never deal with my problems. So rather than being like, oh my god, like we've got an album coming out next, you know, rather than like, oh no, we've got like an album coming out next next week. I'm so scared. Like, what if no one buys it? What if it gets terrible reviews? Like, what if like this dream is over? Rather than like thinking like that, I'm like. Am I getting a sore throat? Like, uh, like, what's that pain in my leg? You know what I mean? Like, I've always, it's always like manifested itself in like really weird ways. Like, I'm super obsessed about like getting ill or like, you know, like I, I, I get really, really bad anxiety. And and, and I, that first happened. I remember when I like left school. It's really weird. Like when I left school, I remember like in no way like caring. I remember I was always thought I was going to be really sad when I left school. I thought I was going to really miss everyone. I remember I like left and I felt nothing. I was like so weird. Like I just 
don't care. I, I left school. I'm about to move to London. I'm never going to see any of these people again. And then I started getting like really like tired. And I basically like two days before I was supposed to go traveling, I just like pulled out because I was like, oh, I, I'm way too ill to go traveling. Because, you know, it was obviously like actually probably my weird way of dealing with the fact that my life was about to change like so massively. So massively. And, and I think that music attracts sensitive people, but it's also, it's diff- you know, the, the lifestyle. Did, it, did, it, did I see you use the term tour spits you out the other end? Is that mm. what you said? I, th- I loved that because I, I think it's so true. That's how I feel about it. And, you know, even like t- I haven't really properly toured for two years, but I still find it hard to like sit at home on a Wednesday night, like cooking, watching TV. I'm like, is this, this is so boring. <laughs> it's, 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 man, it's such an, and like, it's so overused, but it's an addictive lifestyle. It is, and, not it is, and it's a life of extremes, and you're getting a, an adrenaline shot every night, and you know, there's all this adoration, but it's also kind of, you're living in this very strange bubble, because you probably get it more than I do, but, but my, pe- people's appreciation of me is like, contextual, so if I'm within half a mile radius of a venue I'm playing that night, then like, you know, I'm going to get bothered, whereas like, walking down, you know to like Tesco Express like no one's gonna to get a can of coke no one's gonna bother, you know what I mean so it's, you kind of live in this like weird bubble and then also like I, I can't again it's like something I really I really enjoyed your um, your episode with Ed Sheeran I thought he had to, he, he like said so many amazing things but you know talking about his appearance isn't you know like not just appearance but but your music as well it's so weird to like suddenly have everything you do like critiqued and I always the thing I always used to feel when I was when our first album came out is I'd see like I don't know, like a negative review or a negative comment or a friend of a friend I'd, I'd heard had been like disparaging or something. And, I, and I'd think like, it's so weird because if I'd met you in the pub or like I'd played football with you or something, like we probably would have been like good, mate, yeah. good mates or something. And it's like, I don't know. And, and it, it like, it really like, it would, re- it gets to me like a lot less now. Like I, I, I relish the idea of being polarizing now, but like, but if uh, you're if you're polarized, it's kind of I you've wish got your I own was. voice. I think, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, no, because uh, it's kind of if you're polarizing, you, you can only be loved if there's also yeah. people hating you. Well, I realise that the reason why people love you is often the reason people hate you, and vice versa. You know, it's like it's actually. I, I think I kind of went on a on our last record. I think I went on like a bit of a process of appeasement. I was like, I'm going to try and make a record that as many people like as possible. And we've kind of done the opposite on this one. I don't give a fuck. Like, you know, I just make a record that we really like. Because that's what we were doing to begin with. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's the only way you can do it is to please yourself. Because mm. you're the poor sod that has to sing the songs each night. So if you don't like it, <laughs> like, what a know, chance know, does anybody I know, have? I know, I know. So there's moments, especially now that I've just released the record, so it's a busy time yeah. on the side where I'm getting tired and you go but you were so miserable without anything to do right exactly exactly and Just you like relish that because also like this. the soul like I think like humans need like a bit of we need a bit of str- like I I love like nothing more than like getting home at like 11 at night having been out for, like working for like 15 hours. Like, I love that feeling because more often than not I'm spent like I've spent all day at home just kind of like huddled over piano like wishing I could leave the house you know like so like being like I really I miss being rushed off my feet when I am at home it's just again it's this life of extremes it's like really it does worry me what do I then do when this isn't what I'm doing and I know I shouldn't worry about that because it's I, yeah I don't I mean I, 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 yeah, I worry about that too but I think you again I think think about what's happened for you, for you to like end up where you are now you know like life will Oh, continue to throw weird things at you. Absolutely, and I—I mean, like again, that's I that like keeps me awake at night. Like you know, but I think that because it's just like how. Also, you're clearly very enterprising. You just you know just started a podcast. (laughs) But do do you know what? And I just. I think it was this real part of the thing. Also, you're crazy for even thinking about that because you're like right at the. You're like no, 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 no. But it's it's more just like it's more. I don't want to do it forever. I don't want to be the 50 year old touring. A, yeah, okay, well, that's a different but, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm contrary because I want to. Well, you want it to last forever, but you don't want to say do it forever. This yeah, is it. Yeah. Like, I want to. Be, I've, I want to be at home at some point. You know, let's use the. I don't. But the thing. <laughs> but I know I don't. Yeah. This is yeah. it. It's kind of, I want yeah. to be the. 
Well, it's a life, not a job. And, and, that, and again, that's another reason, you know, it's why Pete left. It's why so many bands split up, why so many artists stop doing, doing what they do, because it, it, it's like, it's not conducive to like... How- but do you not think that there's a... It's that ability to know when to like, quit when you're ahead. So even if you're still... Yeah. yeah. And you always know deep down. But I, for me, I've ne- yeah, me, actually, I don't think... I don't think I have a choice like I think I, because I think that it's all that I have to like keep me sane yeah. because the catharsis you know of like of, of having those going back to you know having those conversations you know like having those conversations out loud and stuff like in the form of song like I don't know what I'd do without that and also as well I've like lived my life I don't admit this very often but like I I've always just wanted, you know, I'm like so insecure. Like I've always like wanted validation. I got very fragile, you know, talking about the ego, you know, I, I often worry like who I'd be when I'm just Justin and no longer like Justin in a band or like, you know what I mean? I think, yeah, I don't think you're alone in saying that because I think it's completely possible to write, record music and just let it live on the corner of the internet somewhere or in a, you know, Anyone that goes out to promote and yeah. to tour, there must be, you know, and you touched on something earlier that so many of us appreciate of like, I just want what I write to be heard by as many people yeah. as but That feeling of, and it's not for the, go, aren't you good? It's just to know you've given it the yeah, opportunity yeah, yeah. Like to there. live. But I, I, the, the, the idea of what would I be if I, I was just Justin for a second yeah. and it's not then tied to something else. Oh, yeah, and I really, I really struggled that. There's a, again, like, I read the other day that I, that, um, in the same way, it's, it's, it's a big driver for, like, people to have children. Like, the people, like, creating art, the ego is, the ego is there. It's this kind of, like, uh, it's this um, sense of immortality that comes with having written a song that will be there, maybe not forever, but certainly for the next, like, you know, 100 years or whatever. And, 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 um, because you know that you know there's this whole thing that if if someone's if there's a famous person on your plane, people think that it's less likely to crash because people think that with fame and notoriety comes immortality, and so I'm sure that plays into what you know. I'm sure I've that had plays that into thought it. when yeah, someone's I've had been it on too. my plane. I've had it too. I'm like, oh, like there's a football team on here where we're not going to die. And, you know, like <laughs> I fully have, see. There you go. Like when I read that, I was like, I have that sure. thought too. And they did, you know, like, this is they did a study. You know, this kind of re- they undertook research of that nature, and it's like most Do, before uh, notoriety and being part of a kind of public group. Yeah, public group. <laughs> What a name for a band, um, for being in a band. Were you bothered by celebrity culture at all? As no, well, I'm interested? not. Well, no, well, I've, no, because, and I've still, like, I'm not, like, I'm, I'm j- again, it's this kind of, like, I'm not, I'm not a star fucker, like, and actually I kind of, I, I, I spend as much time trying to kind of, like, um, reject it as, as I, as, as I do by being seduced by it, like, the, the small amount of it I'm sub- kind of, like, subjected to, but I, but, um, I always felt invisible, like I've always felt invisible, not like a victim, but I've always been like, oh, like, you know, like people don't see me. It's so pathetic. But, and so I guess like being in a band like, allows you to be like seen and heard, right? Um, but I'm not, yeah, like, cele- yeah, celebrity culture. I've never been interested in that. Yeah, I never was, and not in a kind of rejecting way. Yeah. It was just not in my vision as a yeah. kid as a teenager I kind of I loved bands loved bands but I've never was that bothered about them outside of the band well, but you see but it's funny because there are some people who I, I've always been fascinated by the, the artists who are bigger than their music is because they're so good at playing the fame game yeah but what get, I mean is then when I got a taste of it myself yeah. that's I really struggled with it because I I had to just come to terms with the fact that someone might be interested in that because yeah. I, it was so yeah. not on yeah. my radar that all of a sudden I was like, oh shit, this is yeah. like, and it's so, it's such a big deal to some people that I'm kind of like... Yeah, it really is. No, it really yeah. is. Yeah. And I, I, I can't relate to that. And I know that sounds completely bizarre as someone that's in it, yeah. but I'm kind of, I don't, it goes completely over my head. But as, but, but, but you know, like as we were alluding to, like, you know, that kind of, that kind of bub, you know, like we're, you know, we're sat in your flat here, in, 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 you know, in, in, in London. And, and to you know, that's a million, you know, that might be a big part of your life tomorrow or the day after or whenever. But like right now that, you know, you're just, 
you're just George, aren't you? You know what I mean? So yeah, it's kind yeah, of, yeah. It, it doesn't, I always used to think when I, I remember I'd like go to, um, when I first moved to London, like indie nights was still a big thing. I remember like I'd go and there'd be someone in a kind of, you know, they'd be like a member of a band I'd like heard of or maybe liked or whatever. And I just remember thinking like, oh, if only I knew what it felt like to be that person, like maybe I'd be happy or something. <laughs> but then you go, you know, like then you are that person and and you feel exactly the same. You feel exactly the I, same. The so. thing I can liken it to is when I was younger, I was convinced that one day I'd wake up and feel like an adult. And either that's yeah, yet right, to exactly. happen, yeah, yeah, yeah. or it yeah. doesn't. How old are you? I'm 24. 24. But I just it just doesn't happen because yeah. you, I, I know this is so obvious. But you're never not you. So every day you wake up, it's the same thing as that like gradual rise. The years the three years that you put into open mics and everything yeah. it means that when you're invited to do whatever it is that's a big thing for you it's part of a ladder yeah does that make sense yeah 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 I don't know if you're bored of talking about this or if you've got anything to say about it but I know that you've had um is it three bouts of surgery on your vocals yeah. I mean how do you cope with that? Like, how long do you have well, it to was, have off? It was, okay, so it, it doesn't happen anymore, basically. Touch wood, it hasn't happened for like six years because I'm like a lot better about warming up and warming down and, and like, it's like partying, basically, and then not, and then not, you like, they, the term they use is like, oh, you're a vocal athlete, you have to like treat your voice like a muscle or whatever, that's your kind of like... And like it really, so you have the operation, and then you're like wiped out for like a week. You know, I, I don't know if you've had like general anaesthetic, but it kills you, doesn't it? You know, just like it's horrible. Like, and then and then you're not allowed to speak for like two or three weeks, and then you're not allowed to sing for like six weeks. It would happen when we were kind of like the busiest, like most hyped band on the pl- on the planet. You know, like in 2011, and so you know, like we had to pull out of American TV shows, we had to like pull out of tours. You know, all this like kind of crazy stuff where. It was really stressful. I remember the third time it happened and I went to like a doctor in LA and we were in LA and we were, like everyone else was like sat around the like pool and they were like, it was all fine, right? Everything. And I was like, no guys, like it's happened again. And the doctor, the surgeon was like, I'm not going to do, he's like, I'll do this operation one more time if you want. He's like, I'm not going to do it again. This is just going to keep on happening. And I remember he said, he was like, maybe like, maybe you just, maybe just singing isn't for you. <laughs> that's, what he, that's what he said. And, I, and, and it really, really scared me. I bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I, so then I, so now I take it really, yeah. really seriously. And I still, like, I still party on tour, but like my big things are that like I am, um, well, basically my big thing is I don't drink on stage. So I like wait till after we've played to, to, to drink because the whole thing is obviously when you're like drinking, you're drying out your throat, but then you're also like numbing it. So you're kind of, over you're over compensating so like my yeah I have to be pretty strict now. I like don't drink on on stage otherwise like I might never sing again yeah, yeah. and actually the last record I was very like I, I, you should listen now you know this just just like put on us and you uh, I, I'm singing very softly because I was so scared about like losing my voice again I'm kind of like over that now but yeah, yeah. Is there anything else you want to... No, that felt pretty comprehensive. That was great, yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's good. That was really fun. Thank you. No, not at all. And here we are. Just like that, it's the end of the show. A huge thank you to Justin for coming and meeting me at my place to record the episode. I know that it was very much, you know, things were about to kick off for them. The new album, Combat Sports, is now out. It's out there. And I really recommend you go and listen to it. As always, a huge thank you to Warren Borg, who has helped edit this conversation together, and to Oshin Griffin, who is the uh, mastermind behind all of the uh, graphics that we post online to promote the podcast. And, of course, Mr Josh Sanger, uh, and the Closer Artist team for helping put all of this together. Um, drum roll, please. The most important people to thank, uh, yourselves. Thank you very much for listening uh, to the show. I hope you're enjoying it. If you're new to the show, please do. I recommend just going back and um, 
and listening to previous episodes. I find that with shows that I love, the guests that I don't necessarily know that well are normally the episodes I love the most. So yeah, go back and uh, check out some of the previous episodes. In the meantime, keep on smiling. Don't go changing. I hope you're enjoying yourself, whatever you're up to. And um, yeah, have a lovely week. Bye-bye. Turn your distractions off and discover your new favorite podcast. This is Bose Recommends. Hi, guys. I'm Nat Coombs from the NFL show with Nat Coombs. Yep, that was a title that took us hours to come up with. We're thrilled to be involved with Bose Recommends because, frankly, we are having a great time making this show. We drop episodes every Tuesday and Thursday, and the clue is very much in the title. We're all about the NFL. I'm joined each episode by terrific guests from both sides of the pond, players past and present, journalists, comedians, writers, you name it. If they love NFL, they're in. So what are you waiting for? Get involved. Acast, iTunes, all your favorite podcatchers. It'll be good to have you with us. Enjoy your new favorite podcast without distractions. Discover how at bose.co.uk. Bose. Focus. On.